What's the cost of retention versus hiring new people? And what's my long-term outlook on hiring? Hey there, I'm Ian Douglas. I'm the author of the website, techinterview.guide, and I'm here to help people with career advancement and interview preparation. My live stream on Twitch covers topics such as company research, how to build resumes and cover letters, applying for the job, getting through interviews, and what to do during negotiations. I've coached thousands and thousands of people over the years to get jobs at the biggest tech companies in the industry, and I'm here to help you too. The following episode is taken from a longer live stream event and may contain interactions with other people in chat. Check out the end of the episode for more information. Let's get to it. Tech Titan says, I've been at the same company for 23 years. The biggest downfall to that is they don't always reward those with loyalty versus hiring off the street. That is true. You're more likely to get a higher salary coming in off the street. There have been stories where someone's like, I got tired of not being paid enough, so I quit. I left. And then I came back like a year or two later and I made like way more money. Um, Sometimes they don't know what they got until they lose it. And some companies, when you say like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving, you know, then, then they scramble. Suddenly then there's money. My feeling with that is if you, if you tell a company like, hey, I'm thinking about leaving because I'm not happy with my pay and they're like, okay, bye. And then you leave, um, you know, that's one thing. But some companies will say like, well, wait, we don't want you to leave. Like, we'll pay you X dollars more. It's like, well, but you didn't pay me that money in the first place. Suddenly now you can pay me that money. Like some companies are like, oh, we can't give you a raise. We can't afford it right now. But then when you threaten to leave, suddenly they've got money to pay you. That's what feels weird to me. Because as a business, like as a hiring manager, I have a responsibility to the business to pay you as little as possible. That's just the reality of it. We have a bottom line. I've got a budget that I need to stick to, that I need to follow. I need to pay you as little as possible so that I've got more budget for other things that we need to do within the business. And it's an unfortunate part of of the, you know, just being in business. That's just the way businesses run. Um, and so if they pay you less and, they're, and they kind of give you some story like, oh, we really can't afford raises right now or this year, like it's just, it's the way it is but then you threaten to leave and then suddenly they can come up with additional money. Sometimes it's a bad thing. Sometimes they'll give you that raise to try to retain you, but then they're like, well, you know, if we if we actually hired someone else, we might be able to bring them in at less money, um, especially if you've been there for a really long time. So especially in the in the tech industry, I often tell people like, know your value, know what you're worth to others in the industry. It's way more likely that you're going to get a substantial raise by leaving your job and going and getting a new job than to stay where you are and hope that you get more than a cost of living increase because that's mostly what companies are doing they're like all right inflation went up eight percent so we'll give everybody like an eight percent raise it's like hey pat us on the back we just gave you this really nice eight percent raise it's like yeah i can afford the same amount of groceries as i could like last year um like it's not you didn't really give them a raise. You're just letting them sustain, really. Um, and, you know, it's it's like I said, it's an unfortunate part of the business, um, but it's it's part of doing business. So, so yeah, Tech Titan, I agree with what you said. You know, a lot of companies are, are willing to pay more for new talent coming in than to retain the talent that they have. And the unfortunate part with that is if there's a high enough turnover where people are leaving every two, three years, you end up 
losing a lot of uh, internal knowledge and something we call brain drain, where you're losing all the people that know how all these things work. You're losing all the people that built these things, that know the architecture, that know what's going on. You're losing all those people. And now you're replacing them with people that don't know those systems. They're scrambling. They're trying to learn. They might learn like 70% of it. And the stuff that they don't know, they're going to go reinvent. And so you're spending extra time and wasting a lot of extra time trying to reinvent all that, all that kind of stuff to then what turn around and two or three years later, they leave. And now the people coming in only learn 60 or 70% of what they knew, you know? So unless you're like constantly innovating, constantly inventing, like a lot of your old systems are just sitting around collecting dust, digital dust. Um, and it's what we call tech debt. You're, you're, accruing the debt of not understanding how these systems work or how to maintain them or how to upgrade them and so on to where people are like, I don't know how that system works. I don't even want to touch it. I'm just going to go rebuild it, you know, uh, because it's critical, it's working, but you know, we need like nobody here knows it now. And so we need to like start all over again. And that's a huge waste of time and money. I would have spent less money as a business retaining those people by paying them what they're worth then to go through this hassle every two or three years where we're constantly rewriting things because people leave because I didn't pay them enough in the first place. So it's a, it's a weird cycle for sure. Um, Kizu19 says, hey Ian, so glad you could make it on time. Me too. Thanks for dropping by. Good to have first time chatters. Uh, we've got Devil Bird in here as well. Um, hey Ian, you need to tell my husband that. He thinks he can't get the same compensation elsewhere. Absolutely you can. You've got... In, you've got knowledge that you can bring to another job and and excuse me folks that hang out on my stream you'll hear me talk a lot about how that first introduction to the company is here's the value i bring here's how i'm going to make your company better here's how i'm going to make your team better here's how i'm going to make everything that you do here better by hiring me that's without sounding arrogant like you don't want to come off cocky while you sound you know while you say all that kind of stuff but you want to that's basically what you're presenting to them is this is how I'm going to make things better around here. This is how I'm adding to the team. Not that I'm a drain on the team. I'm bringing something to the team. And that's an important part of that. And then because you know that value, you know your worth, then that makes it even easier than to do um, negotiations and so on and get paid for what you're worth. And in the tech industry right now, like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of news reports that came out. It's like, oh, you know, 15 to 17,000 jobs lost in the tech sector alone last month. The, folks, there's still like 3 million unfilled jobs in the tech sector. So, okay, those 15,000 people are going to have new jobs within a month. Like, it, it sounds easier than it is, especially if you're new in tech. If you're new in tech, it's much, much harder to get a job. But if you've got experience in any kind of industry, you can carry that experience to the next job and show that employer how you're bringing that value and that knowledge and kind of a, a different perspective on things for how they do it, you know, whatever they do, whether it's tech or not, you can still bring that value to that other company and show them how you're going to make things better. And then you can negotiate on that for money. Amish Noam, good to see you. Um, how are we all doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. Um, paying your employees as little as possible isn't smart business sense if you're looking past your annual budget. Yeah, that's true, Fan Signal. That's exactly what I was saying. 
it it would be cheaper for me to give people the money they're worth and retain them than to have like a constant churn and worry about retention and have all these new people coming in every year, two years, three years and have to train them, teach them all these different systems, let them explore and learn all these things on their own because all the people that left took all the knowledge with them. And now they're going to struggle and, it, and it's going to slow my business down. They're more likely to reinvent something that we've already got because they don't even know that we've already got some other kind of system already made for that. They're more likely to go waste a bunch of time and money rebuilding all that. Anyway, I might as well have kept the person. So yeah, you're right. It's it's a if if the the distance that they're looking is their annual budget, it's a really poor way of doing business. But that's what we're seeing in the tech industry right now. People like I don't want to get like too much on a soapbox here, but I might. Um, I think <clears throat> what we saw over the past year, we saw salaries like start blowing up, where people started paying like ridiculous amounts of money. This also happened back in 2000, like leading up to 2001, early 2001, when we saw a dot-com crash and a lot of things took a really big hit in 2001 because people were offering ridiculous salaries, <clears throat> equity in companies and whatever. And then these companies went bust and all that equity they promised you went poof um, and you lost that amazing salary and all the perks and whatever. And then it kind of like you know, gradually evened out. And then it started kind of picking back up again in 2008, 2009. And we saw the thing with the real estate market and whatever kind of pick up then. And then that started crashing. And now it kind of started picking up again where we're starting to see like over the past year, all these companies were suddenly paying all these ridiculous salaries again. And then the market starts to waver just a little bit. And all these tech companies are like, wait, you know, never mind. Instead of hiring, you know, three or 400 new people, we're going to lay off 10% of our staff instead. Instead of hiring, we're going to lay people off. Um, it's, it's really harsh. In fact, one of the three, so when I did my job hunt back in December and January, I narrowed it down to three companies. And I'm really glad that I took the job at Postman. The other, like I had narrowed it down to two. <clears throat> and the other job I was really considering would have been a director level role. That company just did a giant layoff. And I probably would have lost that job. I would have been back on the job market. It's unfortunate. the The nice thing, <clears throat> I mean, if you can if you can see a silver lining in losing your job, the nice thing about it is you have a story to tell where it's not your fault that you lost your job. You took a job at a company. The company laid you off. Hopefully, they pay you a severance, and that carries you over financially long enough to get a new job. That's why they often give that kind of severance package. But I think that that's what we saw is we saw like all these companies suddenly like trying to outdo each other and compete for all the top talent out there, forgetting for a minute about all the junior talent that is amazing out there that they need to be hiring as well. But they're trying to get all this really experienced talent, pay these ridiculous salaries, and then turn around and go, wait, we're burning through cash like crazy. We need to start laying people off. Well, do they lay off the senior devs that they're paying these ridiculous salaries to that they just hired? Or do they lay off other people that have maybe been around and maybe haven't advanced? Um, or do they lay off the junior devs because they're not as effective or efficient as the senior devs? Like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen there. Or do they just kind of do sweeping, you know, layoffs? And it's, un it's unfortunate that we're seeing that happen. And I don't know that that's, I don't know that that cycle is ever going to go away. I see it happening over and over again. 
in the tech industry. I've been doing this for 26 years. This is the third or fourth like major swing that I've seen, at least the third, where companies started trying to outdo each other on salaries and perks and, and compensation packages and the whole bit. And then suddenly something happens in the market and these companies either go bankrupt or they just lay off, you know, 10, 20, 30% of their staff to try to stay afloat as a business. Um, you know, and then, you know, they're all over the news and they get bad press and whatever. And, you know, some of them change their name. Some of them change what they do. Some of them fold. Um, it's just the reality of it <clears throat> to some degree, but I've seen it at least three times now. And it's, it's ridiculous to watch, like from an outsider's perspective, like when I was doing this job hunt in December and January, and, and one of the, one of these companies was offering, like, I think the total comp package was like 350 K. And I'm like, that's a, like that's a dumb amount of money to pay me for what I'm going to be doing at that job. Like that's like double what I should be making. <clears throat> and, and it feels weird to say that too. That means some of that's kind of my imposter syndrome kicking up. I mean, I've been doing this a long time. I'm probably worth that kind of salary at, at some companies, but for me, I always felt really uneasy about like, Oh, we're going to pay you this much money, this much money, this much money. Uh, as that money starts going up and up and up, I start feeling a little uneasy of like, am I actually worth that much? Like, do I actually provide that much value on a regular kind of daily basis or weekly basis to justify that kind of salary? Like, that's just my own imposter syndrome kicking in. Thanks for checking that out. I hope that you found it helpful. I always appreciate feedback, so please let me know what you think. I appreciate any subscriptions, so please tell your friends and colleagues about it as well. Check out the website techinterview.guide for more information about when I'm live streaming and all of my free content. Drop by a live stream anytime to ask questions or message me privately, whatever makes you most comfortable. See you next time.